0: What's wrong? Something jabbed me here in the calf. Ooh. Well,
1: Brian, Commander Riker's been injured. Lock on and bring him up. Stand by. Welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi, episode number 350 for September 25th, 2011. I'm Rick.
2: And I'm Amy.
1: And we're guest hosting for Rico. By the way, our last name is Moyer.
2: Yeah, Rico Yeah, we
1: actually did our very first podcast on Treks and Sci-Fi.
2: Our very first podcast together. Yes. Yeah, I think you maybe had guest hosted for Rico um, a time or two before you and I did a special Mother's Day. That was a few Star years ago now. episode, right? yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well today we are going to be covering a Next Generation episode, Shades of Grey from the second season, uh, probably the most infamous show out of the series as the worst Trek episode ever.
2: Um, well, the title kind of describes it. It's kind of, you know, grey, not light, not dark, just kind of blah.
1: Well, there's reasons behind that, <laughs> and we will talk about that all on this podcast. So stick around. We'll be right back after
3: this. In you are of with your host
0: Set
3: a course for Earth. Maximum warmth. I'm Captain Kirk. At ease before you spray in something. More fish, black and geek, re movies, traffic and or
4: This mission would have failed without
0: your help. I won't be speaking. yet and we're not done with the Cardassians yet and with the strategic importance of that world. And you in
1: well before we get into the next generation episode shades of gray I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about some geeky stuff going on around uh, the world today and of course one of the most geeky things in the last couple of weeks has been the release of Star Wars on Blu-ray.
2: And I was very proud of you because you actually waited till the morning to go get it.
1: Well, you know what's really funny?
2: What is really funny?
1: I actually pre-ordered the Star Wars Blu-ray package mm-hmm. from Amazon. hmm But then, as we neared the release date of September 16th, 2011... hmm Um, Amazon said they wouldn't send it to me until the 20-something. I wouldn't have gotten it until a couple of days ago.
2: So did you cancel it?
1: So I canceled my Mm pre-order, and I decided to go down to Walmart at midnight on Thursday night. Well, midnight it would have been, you know what I mean, 12.01, I guess, is when they could actually sell them at Walmart. So um, I didn't make it.
2: Well, you were thinking about it, but I think I was out of town, uh-huh. and you decided you'd just wait till the next day. It
1: really didn't have anything to do with that.
5: Oh, why?
1: The reason I didn't go down at midnight is because I, I thought about it logically for a moment, and I remember back when Phantom Menace came out on videotape. Do you remember that?
2: Mm, not exactly, but go ahead. Well, it was
1: the very, you know, the, the reimagined well... He went back and started, you know, at the very beginning with the Star Wars thing George Lucas did. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in our town here. Aberdeen, Washington is a it's a very small town. Mm-hmm. Even though Walmart does a great business.
2: It is one of their smaller Walmarts. It's not a super mar- Walmart with a grocery store and deli and tire center right. or anything. It's just and, a smaller Walmart. And
1: you have to understand that around our town, there isn't any other place you could pick up Star Wars or anything like that. It, we don't have really any place other than... Walmart to get that kind of stuff.
2: Maybe Sears might have a few.
1: Maybe. maybe. Well, anyway, when Phantom Menace came out, my kids were just small then. They were little. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you took them down at, what, 6 in the morning? Because that's our Walmart opened at 6.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a 24-hour Walmart at the at time. At the time. I don't even know if it is now. but It we, is now. We stood in line at Walmart with only two other people waiting to get in. Mm-hmm. And the two other people... <coughs> Looks like some guys I might have graduated with in the 1980s. They still look
1: like they were in the 1980s,
2: even though it was the 1990s. Like they were in the, the 1980s. They had the long mullets, long hair, curly mullets. Okay. And, um, and um, you know, they looked like they would have been some of the guys on the commercials about how pot doesn't change your life. <laughs> Well, Pot a, doesn't do anything. We're the same as we were oh, 20 years you, ago. Are you trying?
1: You, you're not trying to say that. Um, well, anyway, we're, what were they in line for? They were in line you know, for,
2: for the same Star Trek movies we were.
1: So you had a whopping. Um, there
2: were, were five of us in line. Uh, for the start. And so I don't know morning. what that's saying about us when we're in line with these. Guys from the 1980s that haven't changed, and we're in line with them. So what's that putting us in?
1: I don't know, but you took two little kids in, and there was plenty of Star Wars videotapes. There
2: was probably like 300 or this big, huge...
1: Display, display right, with a, a life-size Jar Jar Binks and
2: but you know we got to get—that's scary in itself. At, we got to get up at five thirty in the morning and stand in line at six in the morning to get into Walmart. But
1: you did, and you got we it. Did. But so that's what I thought that of. That was goofy. When I thought of the Blu-ray star I figured first of all, they're going to have enough of these for every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth.
2: So, so how many were there at Walmart? Were, okay, was there well, a big display. I
1: didn't go at midnight. I figured. Okay. I'll just go in the morning because there isn't going to be... There's probably going to be about five people that go to get it at midnight. And I don't need to be that one. Because I know they'll have plenty of them. So I went in uh, about oh, 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. And, uh, w- of course, I went right back there because I just want to make sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I got back to the electronics section. Because they put it in the very back of the store because they that know... That
2: way you'll shop all the way back. Well, they
1: know that um, us guys... And mm-hmm. there's some girls too, and I just want to say that so that nobody there's gets. There's anomalies.
2: Mad at us. We're, we're, there's several of us anomalies that get up at six in the morning, take our boys. By the way, everyone who hadn't listened to our podcast, I'm going to be a little sidetracked, just short. Okay. I went to Thor with my boys for Mother's Day, so I guess that qualifies me as an anomaly. Yeah. Go ahead, dear. Tell about your trip to the
5: electronics. Well, the
1: class. reason they put the electronics in the back is so that the guys will walk all the way through the store. And with their families or with, you know, whoever or by themselves and they'll see stuff on the way that they want to buy. So, so I, that's why they put I it I noticed back they
2: have like big th- displays of yes. chips right uh-huh. in the chips, aisle going football to football things, yes.
1: drinks. And the big mm-hmm. screen TVs are back there. Yes, yeah. they are.
2: Chips and drinks on they're, the big know, screen. They're they, not they, stupid. They, they know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Walmart so, makes money even in a recession. Yes, Because they, do. they know how to market their stuff. Yeah,
1: that was my droid saying I have a message. So I get back to the, the electronics section and I'm looking around for the display and there it is. Mm-hmm. And it's got a whole But I guess they came out with not only the complete saga, which has the special behind the scenes disc, mm-hmm. but they also had just the regular movies on Blu-ray. And uh, so they had those for sale as well, and they're cheaper than the Complete Saga. But you don't get the special edition discs with Mm -hmm. the... the, So they had a ton of those out, and they were pretty cool looking, but only had one of the Complete Saga. So I went and got it right away, picked it up and put it in the cart. And I went to the lady over in Electronics because there wasn't hardly anybody there. And I said, Mm -hmm. wow, you only have one left. Was there that many people? And she goes, oh, no, we got lots. And I said, well, then why was there only... She goes, well, we have a real hard time with uh, shoplifting in this Walmart, so we only put one out at a time.
2: One out at a time? One
1: out at a time.
2: Wow. So
1: apparently people steal the Blu-rays at Walmart. I don't know how they can with Mm -hmm. the anti-theft device on them, but uh... so I got it. I got Mm -hmm. the thing, and I brought it home, and I opened it for the first time, and you can watch a special YouTube um, video that I have on my YouTube channel, and you can go to it at... uh, YouTube.com/slash/RickMoyer777 and click on the opening the Star Wars Blu-rays for the first time.
2: So it has six movies and how many hours of extras?
1: Well, I think on the on the little package on the outside it said like forty hours worth of extras, but it has all six movies in the package.
2: I have to say the package is really neat. It looks like a storybook. It it looks like it does. It looks like a storybook. It has. you open it; it looks like you know, like a bound book.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can see pictures and, of this, by the way, on the YouTube video because mm-hmm. I actually, so and it's great artwork. Did in it you too.
2: say how many hours of extras it was? It's about forty. They say,
1: forty they hours say of
2: extras. Well, I have to say, I worked out of town Thursday, Friday, and I came home Friday night. But then worked out of town all day Saturday. Uh-huh. And when I got home, you were still watching the extras, and I still
1: haven't watched them all.
2: And I I like Star Wars, but I got to a point where I can't watch anymore, and I had to it's, leave the room and go to bed and watch something else or do something. You else. don't know the power
6: of the dark side, Amy.
2: Well, they had they had all kinds of different spoofs and
6: That's
1: on the spoof parodies
2: disc. and all kinds of stuff. They um, had a Weird Al on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it was just a little. Um,
1: over the top, for over you.
2: the top for me. But now, if if you're, you know, I am a Star Wars fan. The first PG movie I ever saw in my life was Star Wars, and and.
1: Um, Help me Obi-Wan Kenobi
2: I think my it was hope. 1978 I waited out in the rain for an hour mm. and a half With a bunch of my friends from school Where
1: did you see it at? In Aberdeen? At the Aberdeen Theater And you know what's really funny about that? I probably was standing in the same line And we didn't know each other We then. may
2: have been in the same line It was it's not, It ooh. was my
1: destiny
2: and, and we lived 45 minutes apart or yeah. Probably about an hour apart
1: actually So when we were little kids We probably watched Star Wars together And didn't even know it Yes Wow, the force was with us even back then. <laughs> so, the Blu rays are, rain. I really recommend them. I know there's a lot of controversy, and I know on the forums we've had some debates going on about George Lucas, you know, making the Ewoks blink and all this jazz. But, really, quite honestly, they're amazing looking on Blu ray. They're very, very crisp and clean. They've cleaned up the film. It looks so good, and the soundtrack sounds so good. Everything is just spot on. And yeah, there's a few inconsistencies and goofy things. But you know what? I overlook it because the story's cool. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm just a fanboy at heart.
2: I still like Rico's cartoon that he posted. That was fantastic. That that had George Lucas and... um,
1: Steven Spielberg?
2: No, it was... J.J. Abrams. uh, J.J. Abrams. Uh Where he, um, I think Lucas was saying that that J.J. could redo his movies just a little bit and then sell them again and make lots more money. Right, right. <laughs> and J.J. says, no, I, I think I'm going to leave them the way they are. <laughs> but, I mean, Lucas has made so much money oh, he's a very on rich man. the DVDs and yeah. Blu-rays because just kind of changing them a little bit. I mean, and I'm sure it's not just a little bit because it probably took years to re- yeah. digitally master them. So Yeah.
1: That's our big, exciting, geeky thing that happened in the last couple of weeks was getting the Blu-rays, and I'm still haven't got all the way through them. I did watch a New Hope, which is uh, episode number four, the the very first one we ever saw that you stood Mm -hmm. in line for. Okay, out of all the movies, Amy, what's your favorite one? Because you know, over the years, we we were we stood in line for the midnight showing for Attack of the Clones, which, and we also went to a big premiere. Up in Olympia, uh, mm-hmm. forty-five minutes away, with our kids. We stood in with, line Well, outside. our boys, our, Catherine wasn't and it, born yet. It
2: was sunny then, and our kids. I, you know,
1: we I'm did, not sure okay.
2: about which movie I like. No, no, as. come on,
1: you got to, you got to tell us. What's your favorite movie you of know, all the Star Wars movies?
2: Probably the very first one they put out. A New Hope. Yeah. Okay. Just because I think it was new. It was the best sci-fi movie that had been made up to that point, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. The robots were cool. They weren't these like Robbie the Robot that are like...
1: What's wrong with that?
2: ...kind of dorky. Okay, all right, all right. You know, it it wasn't B sci-fi. It was definitely a step ahead of anything. I think it was the first A-grade sci-fi movie that really Mm -hmm. had been made. And so, but I think as far as a family experience.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: My favorite one was the one we went to the midnight showing uh-huh. and we took my son who was I think was turning 8. 8.
5: Yeah.
2: And he took his um, friend with him. Mhm. And they and took their lightsabers. They took their lightsabers, and they were like, they got their picture in the paper. Yeah, the
1: newspaper came and took a picture of all his crazy people standing in and line. And I
2: think we got there at like ten or something, mm-hmm. and so waited clear till midnight. We got there past their bedtime. Yes, on a school night. Yeah, it was like a was Thursday Christmas, night. A Thursday night, but that was his birthday. I think mm. it was. Yeah. for his birthday. I think it might have been on his birthday. <coughs> I even brought one so of those pretty- those
1: VCR tv combos the little 13 inch ones Mm -hmm. and played phantom menace in the lobby of the movie theater till they shut it down they shut me down but we were all watching that to get ready for
2: attack of the clones well we were friends with the manager and she said um we could do that for a while but then the the reporter came and she said you need to put that away now because Uh, because it being a public place they could get in trouble with copyright laws even though we were just like our family ah, would just watch it. What a baby. geeky
1: family, but so much fun!
2: Yeah, but we had a good time, and I just remember the the little boys playing with their lightsabers. Yes, that
1: was pretty fun. Standing in line with but all the people. I remember
2: which movie were we standing in line out in the sun for a long time. That was Phantom Menace. And that in we Olympia. had some of our neighbors. Yeah, um, our neighbors were standing were in line with standing us. Standing in line yeah. with us, and we had a good time then too. That was a
1: big theater. Wow, there's a lot of people. But yeah, in
2: the you know our, you know you've been a Trekkie, um since.
5: Since I've, as a kid, since you were a kid, yeah.
2: And um, someone I was working somewhere the other day, and someone said that they like Star Wars. They didn't really like Star Trek, and we're I'll not really, them. we're not really one of those families. We like both, but um,
7: but one yeah. or
5: both. Okay.
2: Yeah, but we like both of them, but. I, I like them both to a certain degree. I think you would watch them over and over more than I would. Yeah. But you know, like I how I can watch and Pride and Prejudice over and over. Oh. Um, uh, but you could put a few
1: lightsabers in there, or maybe a shuttlecraft, <laughs> and I'll watch. I'll yeah. watch those.
2: Jane Austen isn't your favorite, but
1: no. Steve Austin, on the other hand, I like the six men oh, arm man. Yes, you and do. by the way, Rico posted that they now have. The Six Million Dollar Man is coming out season one on DVD. Finally, after all these years.
2: You know, we bought some copies (coughs) off of like eBay or something of of the Bionic Man. And you were really excited. But they turned out to be like these really grainy, horrible
1: copies. Whole box of VHS tapes. You were ticked at me for buying those.
2: Yeah, and they were just... Don't ever order
1: things on eBay without telling your wife. Especially like big boxes of VHS tapes. It's not good because... uh, she got all upset with me and in fact she hid them from me. You hid them from me.
2: Um did we get rid of them finally I'm not exactly sure. I don't sure. know where
1: they went. But it's pretty cool that they're coming out on DVD now and that's pretty exciting. But enough of the Bionic Man. We were talking about Star Wars Blu-ray, but that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I recommend highly that, that uh, if you're a Star Wars fan at all, go get them if you have a Blu-ray player. And, you know, you know, Blu-ray players are down now to where they're under $100 if you want to get one. And so, uh, they'll be even cheaper during ha- Christmas.
2: How much did Walmart have this set for since it was your birthday present that you bought yourself?
1: Um, I think it was like 90 bucks.
2: Was it really? Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you told me how much... It was so I won't feel bad if I don't get you a lot of other stuff. Well, you know it's <laughs> how it
1: goes. What can I say? Wow. I don't usually spend that much money on anything, but yeah. I did on that. So, yeah, it's Star Wars. For goodness sakes, it's on Blu-ray. It's got all sorts of special things to watch. So,
2: too many special things, in mm. my opinion. But if you are a big Star Wars fan, you can spend half your life. You watching can justify them. it. I guess. Yeah.
1: So there you go. Okay, well, let's see. We'll be right back, and then we're going to jump into the episode, Shades of Grey, the TNG episode from the second season, where they saved a lot of money (laughs) by switching to Geico for their auto insurance.
2: I think it's called a ship in the bottle episode.
1: Yes. Hold on. We'll be right back. Do you love music? Have you found yourself saying this? You know, popular music just doesn't have enough Star Trek or sci-fi references. Well, you're in good company, and you're in luck, because now you can have your great music and geeky references all with my new Star Trek and sci-fi parody music page. Yep, that's right. I was tired of waiting around for my favorite artists to write Star Trek songs, so I borrowed their music and I made it myself, and now you can enjoy it for free. Check out hits like Another One Becomes Us or Life is Just a Holodeck. Ship in a bottle and humans playing dom jot—that's just a few. Head over to www.christrocks.com/parody and treat yourself to a plethora of Star Trek and sci-fi MP3s inspired by Rick Dosty's Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. I have a whole page dedicated to music that every geek will love. So log on today. Go to www.startrekparodies.com That's StarTrekParodies.com Alright, we're, we're going to move into the topic of the day. We're going to be covering one of the most controversial episodes of Star Trek ever as far as the quality of the show. Um, episode called Shades of Grey from TNG. So, if you're gonna be watching um, Netflix at the same time as you're watching this, then get ready and push the play button in three, two, one. Okay. So here's the episode. It should be kind of fun. I'll play it in the background lightly so you can hear it. But uh starts off and uh, looks like Jordy and Riker are on a planet.
2: Like a jungly planet. Mm-hmm. It has like What's a swamp and jabbed me here in the
7: cap.
1: Looks like uh, Riker has hurt himself, and he's sitting on a rock. Ooh, Jordy opens up his his uh, gash in his pants there and sees this big wound. And Riker Brian, looks ticked. Commander Riker's been injured. Lock
3: on and bring him up. Stand by, Jordy. It's just a, a scratch, right? Sorry, Commander. We can't
4: take any chances. With the first survey team to set foot on this planet. We don't know what the risks are.
1: Uh oh. What's interesting that that Jordy's the one telling Brian, Riker hold that.
7: Up. Yeah. The transporter has detected
1: unidentified microbes in uh, the it's never body. good when you have unidentified Can microbes
3: screen them out? Apparently not.
1: But dr. has been notified and for some reason even though the transporter works the miracles computer and computer takes computer. all sorts of microbiotic things out of things it can't do it to this particular mm-hmm. thing that's in Riker's leg so they uh, Pulaski it's it's season two so dr. dr. Pulaski's on the show what did you think of dr Pulaski did you like her
2: yeah I liked her no. I did too. I better go down and make an event. What other show? Oh, she was on the original star. Trek Yeah, she was
1: on the Yeah, she but was she's uh, been
2: on other things too. Yeah.
1: She doesn't like the transporter just like Bones didn't like it in the original series.
2: She actually reminded me more of just Bones. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose. About yeah. as much as I, I liked
1: her. There's a big controversy. People don't like Pulaski, but I do.
2: I I liked both the doctors on Next Gen. But... Do
1: you know a little factoid about this particular episode? Is mm-hmm. the only episode where Doctor Pulaski and Doctor Crusher appear in the episode together, hmm. but not to, not together, but in the same episode. Huh. They're never in a scene together.
2: Okay. We're here,
1: Doctor. Because there's going to be some clips.
2: Oh,
5: all right.
1: The other interesting thing about this show is oh, it. Yeah. Um, it was done it was filmed in three days when it usually took one whole week to film an episode of next Generation. This one was filmed in three days and had every single one of the main characters from Star Trek Next Generation in the episode either by clip or in this particular fast little thing that they filmed and, and the other interesting thing only three sets in the entire episode you got the planet. You've got Enterprise and uh-huh. you've got Sickbay, I think, are the only three things that they actually filmed.
2: When you say Enterprise, you like mean like the, the, the transporter room I mean, and the medical room.
1: Yeah. So now Riker's is, all of a sudden, sickbay. his leg goes dead. It goes numb. Mm-hmm. And so Pulaski actually beamed him up to Sickbay, even though there's a microbe in him. And, of course, we go to the, uh, the ever-famous opener and... Uh, so this show was in the second season of next generation i'm trying to um
2: well it's doing that i'll tell you this isn't my most least favorite episode
1: really of next generation you you
2: know which is my my very least favorite episode of all of them
1: of all the next generation Mm -hmm. ones no which one
2: has something to do with Hamburger and this um, guy exploding.
1: Oh, that's one of my favorite ones ever. It,
2: it's my least favorite one. I'm not really into exploding human beings.
1: That was when Remick was full of the little creatures and the, and the yeah. meat puppet and they, they blew them apart at
5: the end.
2: That was extremely disgusting. That was a great and, episode. Um, I, I don't mind a good sci-fi plot. I'm just not really into gory, disgusting things. That was gory, disgusting.
1: Yeah, you didn't like that episode very Not much. Not
2: at all. It's, it's probably why Wrath of Khan was one of my least favorite movies. is because it had the The, the little ear cre- monsters? The little creatures that went in their ears. Yeah. I don't do bugs or blowing up people. Those aren't my kind of things.
1: Well, Shades of Grey, the episode we're watching now, um, was the 22nd episode of Season 2. Um, there was a, a kind of a... A problem with it because they had spent so much money on the season that when they went into this episode, the producers said, can we uh, save some money on this one, so do a ship in a bottle type of thing? Mm
2: -hmm. And generally, they spent about a million dollars an episode, correct?
1: Yeah, well, back then, yes. Mm -hmm. But they also had a writer's strike going on in 1988 when this was Ah. done, and this is one of the reasons that they did this particular episode this way. So now we see uh, we're starting into the episode again, and Riker is in sickbay, of course, and Picard comes to visit.
8: And. Not a bacteria,
1: not a virus. Now they had to come up with something to be able to do the clip show. What a poor thing to try and do in a show. I, I always hate clip shows because if you're a fan of the show, you've already watched these. Why watch. You know, you gonna watch that episode again. Why bring that back up again? It's just a. Well, it's a, it's a way to save money, obviously. Yeah,
2: and they aren't the only um, show to do this. Oh, no. Other shows have um, done it. I remember Catherine really loved watching Full House, uh-huh. and every once in a while they would have a, like a, a clip show where they yeah. had lots of memories. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so he is, she, or excuse me, Pulaski's trying to explain to Picard what's wrong with uh, Riker. Apparently... It's not only virus, but it's also um, bacteria. Is that There's two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And they're doing it together, and it's killing him.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: It's taking over his nervous system. Riker seems kind of not too worried about it. And Picard doesn't seem as worried as he should be.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Data and LaForge are going to go back down to the planet and get themselves...
6: It would be better if A sample mode. Don't like my company?
1: Your company is not at issue
6: Your vulnerability to the microorganism is
1: I'll watch where I step Besides, how do we know this bug doesn't like androids more than it likes humans?
6: Possible But highly unlikely In any event, why risk both of us? Because I know exactly where Commander Riker was when it happened
1: So, they justify going back down to the planet Let's to get a sample Energize and O'Brien beams them down. They're back in the the uh, transporter room. And here we go, down to the planet again. To the three of the three sets, the third set, Swamp Planet. And there they are.
4: He was right over here. I am detecting
6: no animal life forms within 50 kilometers.
1: This is actually the very first However, um, clip show in Star Trek other than the menagerie fossilized. in the original series, which I was a clip know. show that really wasn't a clip show because they used they, the. Well, it was. They used one whole episode of the, the pilot to do an episode of, of Star Trek, the original series. As They also used, I guess, in Deep Space Nine, and What You Leave Behind, they used some clips. But not nearly as many as they did in this particular one. Okay, so now, um, look at what Jordy's doing here. Amy, what's going on?
2: Oh, he's using his special um, head banana clip. His visor. His visor, which was a banana clip, um, to look inside this. Giant, um what would vine. you call it? The vine thing, and seeing. Did you see that, that tried, it tried
1: to attack him too? Yeah. And Data, with his fast reflexes, grabbed a hold of it. Now they see this little like thorn on it, and they're using the phaser to get a piece of it to take back to the Enterprise. Energize. Ooh, and just as they're energizing, look what happens! The other monsters were trying to, or the other vines were going to get them another minute and we'd have been fossils ourselves interesting that LaForge doesn't put it into a containment sample like a like yeah, a containment that, thing he's carrying odd. it around with a pair of tweezers live out in the open with Picard and and uh and O'Brien right there it's mm-hmm. like what are, don't they always put him? I mean even Spock and Kirk put things in specimen containers yeah. he's walking around the ship with well, a potentially like you said it
2: was a low budget they might not have had a, in a the budget for a container <laughs> Could have got a little Tupperware from the, the office
5: there are uh,
2: refrigerator elements. or something.
1: <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but they didn't. Very interesting. The
2: staff fridge must have been empty that
6: day. <laughs> yeah. It is possible.
1: The director was Rob Bowman on this one, and it uh,
6: um,
1: says it was Paramount saying, the Paramount said to them, um, we gave you money for Elementary Deer data and the Borg show. Now do us a favor and give us a three-day show. So that's what you do. It's an accepted part of the medium. And uh,
2: Well, and I'm sure that when they did specials, it took a lot longer than a week, sometimes when they were doing the big Borg things. So they probably went overtime on several.
1: Oh yeah, and the budget was probably bigger. So now we're in Dr. Pulaski's office, and she's trying to figure out how to combat this virus. Or virus slash,
8: um,
1: what's the difference, what's the other thing, a virus and a... Bacterial infection. Yeah, so he's trying to figure out how to kill this thing to get it out of Riker. uh, They're going to play a bunch of clips coming up pretty soon, uh, and the production assistant, Eric Stilwell, Uh he was given the task of searching through all the tapes to come up with scenes representing Riker's memories. Because what Pulaski's going to do is she's going to, this is a, well, it's ingenious, but at the same time, it's stupid, in my opinion.
3: Oh, be comfortable.
2: Well, they're on except they're for sure the, going to
1: use his memories okay, to cleanse him of this. Except
2: this for thing. theoretically, there are people that claim today curing themselves of yes. cancer through laughter so it be because it increases your endorphins, your peptides. And well, stuff. in this
1: case, the endorphins feed.
2: Well, we'll find that out
1: mm-hmm.
8: soon.
2: But but I can understand that These principle because people have been known to increase their health so by increasing their endorphins, endorphins through laughter. Yeah. Um, we are exploring the unknown. Laughter is a good medicine. So she's trying to use that principle here in the but we got ahead of
0: ourselves.
1: And by the way, the the scene where um, they beam up with the thorn in the tweezers, mm-hmm. the the little animal, the little vines were supposed to attack them and it was going to show that as they were beaming out, but they didn't film that part because of budget reasons. Uh, it was in the script, but I guess to make all the vines come to life, it would have been more expensive. Mm-hmm. So they saved money. It would have money.
2: taken too, too much... Um, too many it, guys
1: in rubber suits.
2: Oh, I was thinking it was um, probably fishing line. I don't I mean. know what they used.
1: <laughs> but then they would have to touch it up in post-production. Yeah. And all that jazz. So, okay, so um, Pulaski is still looking for a cure. Rikers just had a conversation with with Picard and now Pulaski um, kicks Picard out of sickbay and is still really chomping at the bit to figure this out nice outside shot stock shot of oh now she's got this really cool tool what do you think that looks like a like a cheese grater or an apple core
2: no well, maybe like what an apple core thing.
1: I love the little tools they use in the sickbay. Mm-hmm. It's some guy that we've never seen before running this thing across. And
2: you notice he's not talking, so that must mean he's an extra. Yeah. It doesn't cost as much.
1: No lines. He, he smirked.
2: He smirked. And
1: <laughs> oh, and there's, look who's in the, in the background.
2: Counselor Cleavage. Oh, I mean, Diana. Counselor
8: very
0: Cleavage. Patient. I try.
8: Yes, you're making quite
0: an effort to be cheerful. You of all people should know.
2: I actually heard a really great interview with in
0: um,
1: Marina?
2: Marina Sertes That's on Women Talk Sci-Fi. That's a good awesome. good program. You like that program. Yeah, I love all the interviews they have on there. Now more
1: than ever. Women Talk Sci-Fi is the mm-hmm. name of the podcast yeah. that Amy listens a couple to. Of you also listen to Anomaly Podcast to with Janet and I Angela. I yeah. And Sue and Casey and Marie and...
5: Like to do it with a little
1: pride. So Diana and, and a uh, lot of Riker are talking, but it looks like Riker's getting a little more sick as time goes on. He's not Thank feeling God, so God. good. His eyes are a little glassy, don't you think? Got it. I guess they did pretty good with it, even though it was a really lame lame episode. And They're, the
2: music's pretty right here.
1: Well, it's stock music. They didn't I re- I don't think they made new music for this one.
2: Zephyr, he just had uh
1: oh, uh oh, what happened?
2: He just had a smile on his face and now he's bombing. He's he's what? His he's you know, whatever, like he, he fainted,
1: his eyes rolled back in his head, because and now he's, he's unconscious. Yeah, so, bombing,
2: whatever. I've never
1: heard that. You, you, well,
2: well, I mean, his, his, hey man,
1: 20th, you don't look so good. Are you bombing?
2: <laughs> you know what I mean. He, his um. His vitals dropped. He's not doing well.
1: Oh, and look at Counselor Troy has that look on her face like,
8: Pain! Pain! "Pain." Poor telepathic, empathic people.
1: Oh, listen, listen. Pulaski's updating us.
8: kill him by dampening neural impulses. The only way I can keep him alive is to force the neurons to stay active by stimulating them directly with electrical impulses.
1: So what they now have wheeled over the top of Riker's head is this really interesting thing with, with a bunch of needles.
2: Kind of That's looks perceived. like a torture device. It
1: does. And now they're using the old special effect where they have the needles go into his skull. There we go. And looks Diana like it's going looks into. Looks like it. she's going to throw up. Yeah, it looks like it's going into his skull, but really, it's a great special effect and used by magicians everywhere in the world. Now we have Pulaski who is uh,
2: looking through a microscope kind of thingy. Yeah. Majiggy.
1: They're still doing their thing. And apparently um, this is supposed to signify that they're yeah. stimulating some type of memory
2: Neural
8: cortexes or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, those kind of something things. Something
8: like that. Stand by with five milligrams of what tricorps. is really
1: interesting about this in episode is see when see they use the flashbacks, instead in of gosh. being scientific about it, they show them not all from Riker's point of view. Hmm. So instead of seeing things that only Riker would have seen, you see Riker in some of them.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like he was having an out of body experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, what could they do? They were using clips that they hadn't planned for a mm. show like this. Okay, so now they're stimulating. They use a. They take a lot of time to do this whole scene with a bunch of things stuck in. Oh, here we go.
5: Oh
2: no! They're, he's not going to be with the Ferengi on that planet. Again it's
1: true. It's it? from. Oh, no. It's from the last outpost. The. The episode is, The Last Outpost. This
2: wasn't one of my favorite episodes This either. is one of my
1: favorites. I loved it.
2: I didn't care for the Ferenginons.
1: So the first flashback is of Riker beaming down to the planet where Jordi is stuck in like rock formation upside down. Uh-huh. Data's all messed up. I think Worf's with him and he's all messed up and...
2: Well, I don't think I care for the planet either. The planet just seems... The
1: Catan Empire.
2: ...very lonely and sad. Oh, it's got
1: cool special effects with smoke coming off the...
2: It's just a fog machine. I
1: know, it's so cool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you wanted a fog machine in our wedding.
1: I know I did. I wish you would have let me. No. So this is the first memory that he has, is being alone on this planet looking for the away team.
5: ...wave activity, but the patterns are dangerously...
1: And apparently it's doing something, but I poor know. Deanna, or Marina Sirtis, this entire oh. episode has to look like she's having a bowel movement.
2: Okay, you don't need to get that
8: graphic.
1: But that's what it looks like. And then they take a break and they're back in sickbay again, of course, the one of the three sets that they used. The
8: wave patterns are still too irregular.
1: But the wave patterns are still too irregular, Amy. Yeah. So what will they do? Let, make her look like she's just stepped on a out. bumblebee. Pulaski's getting excited now.
8: The patterns are steadier.
1: The patterns are steadier now.
8: preventing the infection from taking hold for now. So apparently, the
1: they car cars cars if cars they found that if they stimulate memories, that cars the, cars the infection cars slows, cars. slows down. Mm-hmm. And don't we all know that, huh?
2: Um. Well, most sometimes it slows down. Uh.
1: Okay, now they're going to give an another memory, and this time it's um, from Encounter at Farpoint. Remember which one that was?
2: So, is this the one where Data tries to whistle? Yes. I I know, I usually know... Bad
1: blue screen. Well,
2: it's not horrible.
1: He looked like he was floating when he was walking on that.
2: Well, kind of.
1: So he's on the holodeck for the first time in Encounter at Farpoint, which was, do you remember which episode that was?
2: It was the very first episode. That's very
1: good, my dear. See, I knew Amy knows more about this than you realize. Yes,
2: I do. I know way too much about Star Trek.
1: Okay, so we're on the holodeck. He doesn't have a beard, so it's season one. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
1: We can always tell when it's season one when you see Riker without a beard. And he's on the holodeck. Hello?
2: One of my favorite factoids about Jonathan Franks, who plays... Franks. Rik- Frakes, who Not plays Not Franks.
1: He doesn't eat hot dogs for...
2: Who plays much. Riker is that he was married to...
1: He is. I think um, he still is. Is
2: still married to um, Jeannie... Um, Laura. Yeah. She was the Laura of Luke and Laura fame. Um,
5: In it, uh, is it Days Hospital
2: of Our Lives. Is it Days of Our Lives? Something like that. Very popular soap opera. So, opera um, oh. actress
1: look data's trying to whistle interesting in this particular episode too it brings up the fact that data had emotions in the first episode
6: i still need mm-hmm. much practice you notice that there's some he's
1: got a smirk on, on, the on the his th- face he smiles uh-huh. how easily humans down do on that? the
0: planet that the captain once answered he suggests that i take you with me on the way team that i'll be leading I shall endeavor to function there afterwards. is
1: a continuity problem within this episode. Yes. Not in this clip, but when um, Data and LaForge are on the planet, um, Data used a contraction. Ah, he said, uh, "I'm always careful." I
3: look up your record. And yes, he
1: sir. should have said, "I am sir, always, always careful."
6: And your rank of um, lieutenant commander is honorary. No, sir. Starfleet class of seventy eight honors in probability mechanics and exobiology. So here's Deployment data, and uh, they they keep a
1: long. They're using a long clip here, and it's really quite boring.
6: Understood, sir. We've already seen this.
2: Yeah, I was almost wondering if you just wanted to fast forward through the clips, but we can just talk through them. Another thing about number one, or Jonathan Frakes, nice you. as you say, um, he's a really good director. He directed. Um, um, this huh. show that we liked Intriguing. to watch a long time ago, um, about three alien kids, that it came, it was called Roswell, mm-hmm. came to the mm-hmm. and um, they pretended they were humans, grew up. Jeez. Um, how do, how
6: do oh, I now we're, what we're, what we're,
1: what we're on another one. one. Which do you remember which one this is? This is another.
2: He's giving he's giving young Wesley Crusher dating and advice. And
1: this was actually some of the most fun writing on yeah, the Next Generation. This, this is, is so hilarious. Of course,
2: Whoopi Goldberg is one of my now, favorite um, to actresses on. You may want to start I like, like all the girl actresses on. Okay, Next now
1: let's, let's listen to what Riker does to you pick up Guinan. beautiful
0: woman in the galaxy.
1: I used a few of these lines on you. Huh. But that might not work.
3: Yes, yes, it would. <laughs> you don't oh. know how long I've wanted to tell you that. But you were afraid. Yes. Of me. Of us. Of what we might become.
6: <laughs> Commander. Or so that you might think that was a lie. Poor Wesley. Maybe I
3: you think it's a
5: lie. It
8: and you think like I'm not sincere. I didn't say that. There's nothing wrong with the line. It's like a knock at the door this is You're
1: from the episode um the dolphin way. when he That's falls in I love expected. with the the being of so light lady that turns into a teenage girl to
3: recognize the possibility i had only dreams dreams can be dangerous not these dreams i
0: dream of a galaxy where your eyes are the stars and the universe worships the night
1: i kind of like that episode of the yeah. dolphin that yeah, was even interesting. though it had that it's that, that so uh, stop animation for rich. the monsters
2: yeah, the then monster was kind of lame, but the There was two monsters. The
3: well, Green, yeah, because
2: because the protector was a monster, but also the light Shadow being King. the princess was kind of a. She change, did the same thing, She was yeah. a changeling too. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't want to leave without saying
1: goodbye. Oh, and now we're we're going into another one. Do you remember device. this one?
8: How about until next time? Oh, which one? How about until? next?
1: This is the episode where Riker was offered
8: with you, Commander. his
1: own command oh. when his dad came on board. Counselor. Mm. Remember that? It was called the Icarus Factor.
8: I, yeah, I remember
2: but he and his dad fought on the holiday and yeah. his dad was dying. And Perhaps your own feelings his dad wasn't you. dying. Wasn't his dad sick? No.
5: They just
1: didn't get along. Like Did he say he was dying? Is I
2: it? think his dad was dying. I, I don't think, think you so. You need to look up that episode, because I tend to remember things
1: that
8: you don't remember. Interesting. Are you feeling
5: sad?
1: Riker and Troy have always this had a lovey dovey relationship. So and obviously they of course fulfilled that by getting married.
2: <laughs> Not until later in one of the movies. Yeah. And the that was the only good part about that movie, by the
8: way.
1: So they got married?
2: So- yeah
8: at least i stayed awake for the wedding he's reliving memories it's a natural okay
1: so now he's doing the warmth and friendship memories but there's going to be a problem with this as uh pulaski looks at the the growth has
8: changed i wonder if stimulation is affecting them somehow i'm going to refocus the impulse pattern on the interpretive cortex to intensify his memories exactly
1: i think it's important that that they you know focus it on the reinterpretive (laughs) whatever cortex Ah, Technobabble. Okay, so now they're going to intensify the memories and see if that does any difference. Uh Uh-oh. Now they're on the... You Uh, remember this one?
2: Yes, I remember. And this is one of my least favorite episodes because I've seen people wear larger bathing suits.
1: You mean the porno planet?
2: Yeah, I guess that would (laughs) be a good description of it.
1: Justice was the name of this episode.
2: It's like... Yeah,
1: we have a game we want to teach Wesley, and Wesley's like, "What the heck? Don't you play ball where you come from?" Oh, ball! This is the one where um, Wesley uh, trips over the the. Uh, the border and falls into the plants and is sentenced to death.
2: I, I'm kind of surprised that they were able to play this one on TV because it was pretty. Okay, oh, now, now we're on switched. another... Um...
1: One of my all-time favorite episodes. This um, is...
2: Oh, what's her name again? Oh,
1: come on. You can remember. Oh, can you remember? I, I want to say... Oh, me. close. You got it. Mm-hmm. Minuet.
5: Minuet.
2: Yes. This is the she one... She a holodeck. I
1: I um, this is where the binaries were reprogramming the holodeck so they could take the ship... The... The to save their, their home world People that
2: talked in binary code
1: 11001001 Is the name of this episode Yeah And he They're fell in love with the holodeck lady waiting for mm-hmm. me. I thought this was a they cool episode
2: They also brought a lot of clips oh, back yes, In that well. episode too later on When I've never been more um, Romulans Tried to Or not Romulans They thought it was Romulans But a little boy Space you know, alien changeling tried to trick Riker's him into thinking are. that Rico was his father.
1: Ah yes. And they that brought
2: was Minuet back. Future
1: imperfecto.
2: Then he realized that it was
1: Imperfect. Yeah.
2: Imperfect because they scanned his mind and realized that he was in love with Minuet. but, but she they didn't realize holiday. that yeah, she oh. wasn't real.
1: A hollow a hollow uh a emission. hollow creation. Yeah. So he's now dancing with her in the, the bar. You smell you touch the way you feel.
2: She kinda reminds me of Catherine Janeway.
1: A little bit. So you know it was interesting. We were watching Law and Order one night and there she was. She was on, she was one of the uh, one of DAs the or the or no, she was a psychologist on it. She was mm-hmm. a, a psychiatrist. I mean, remember that?
2: Yeah, I remember. I was
1: like, Well, hey, wait a minute where, where do we know her from? And then it was like Menuet. It's Minuet from Star Trek. That's how we identify guest stars on other shows. Oh, they played in Star Trek. Oh, yeah. remember this? This Here's another clip.
2: Okay, this is another one I don't like. I guess there's quite a few episodes in I In the first season? Really like. Yeah.
1: This is from Angel One. <laughs>
2: this this is a matriarchal society where the women are like Amazons yeah, and the men are attractive. little wimpy guys and they uh-huh. kind of are mean to them.
1: Yeah, and Riker's dressed in this hilarious outfit with his chest hairs.
2: So, yeah, she's objectifying Riker. She's
1: the leader of another world. She's like, "Hmm, the Starfleet might be a neat thing." But will you still respect me in the morning? Stupid line. So.
2: Um, what is my nickname for I Captain Riker?
1: Wrong. Oh, and here's the mean? other one. Remember when uh, up the I long ladder, go. the episode where the um,
2: yes, I remember it.
1: The Irish people came upon the holodeck. Thing? And he falls in love with the sassy Irish daughter.
2: So, you didn't answer my question. What, what? What's a nickname I have for Captain or Commander Riker?
1: Commander Sleazebag? Yes. Yeah.
2: He's he's a little bit over um, hormonal.
1: And now he's going to teach this Irish lady a few things about uh, commanding the Enterprise. <laughs> I
5: was opening my
1: she did, You don't say anything. He didn't say anything. Now he, he's kissing her.
2: It just seems like every Whoa, other episode a, a he's kissing of
8: another alien or something. I know.
1: You're surprised he doesn't have a bunch of space diseases.
8: Yeah. The organisms responded all right. One time he the fell in love with
1: Uh oh here's a something. little twist in the plot. Worse. It's making it worse. All these pleasurable moments that Riker's thinking of is actually making the the virus and the and the bacteria worse.
2: That's what he gets for being a um
8: Addicted to
2: certain things,
8: Uh, I won't say it. So
1: apparently, um, Pulaski decides, well, let's go ahead and let's let's not have endorphins released. Let's get some fear and adrenaline going in him. And maybe that'll have the opposite effect. Maybe it'll not only slow it down, but maybe cure him of this horrible thing that's happening. What do you think?
2: Well, we'll have to find out.
1: Well, of course we know what happens, but yeah. oh.
2: Since you've had me watch. So oh, many look at there's these. Tasha. And the tar monster. Yeah.
1: Do you remember his name?
5: Oh,
2: I don't remember his name. So when he kills Tasha. Yep. By the way, there's an awesome interview on Women Talk Sci-Fi with um, Denise. Denise Crosby too who played Tasha Yar. So we
1: just saw Tasha killed by the... Um, was his name Vargas? Or, um...
2: I can't remember. From Skin of
1: Evil is the name of the episode that they they took yeah, this from. he
2: looks like a tar monster. I have to say he looked a little bit B-sci-fi, but they did pretty well.
1: I guess they used, um... Was it Borax and something else to make that?
2: Molasses or something?
1: Something like that, and Riker actually, uh... Jonathan Frakes actually got put in it as well and said it was disgusting.
2: Yeah. Now this scene is when um, Deanna has a star child.
1: Yes, this is from the episode. Do you remember what it was called?
2: I don't remember the names of the episodes. It was
1: called The Child.
2: Ah, that would make sense.
1: Ian was the name that she named the kid. And, of course, at the very end, Ian was just was messing up the Enterprise, so he had to go, he had to die. And so they're showing this. Of course, they're not showing it from Riker's perspective. They're showing Riker in the scene, so that's kind of different.
2: Except for, I could understand if he's... He loved Diana, and so he was sad because she was sad. He yeah. felt bad, wasn't sure how to comfort her. So that would be a negative And now they're Definitely
1: showing a picture, of a close-up of his face. He had to do a lot of acting here where he just sat on the gurney Sadness. and then made little, like, cringing before. things like people were stabbing him.
8: Technically laid, on the, the Technically
2: the laid on the gurney. What's that? Technically laid on the gurney.
1: Yeah.
8: Organisms are sensitive to different types of endorphins.
1: I think it's really interesting that... A negative emotion. That uh, Diana is a doctor all of a sudden and she's doing all this brainstorming with Dr. Pulaski. Like the doctor wouldn't know these things?
2: Well, she's supposedly empathic, telepathic. So. Empath- empathic. Yeah. But some episodes they have her being telepathic, but they switch back and forth. On that.
5: Yeah.
8: I must refocus the pattern again. We need to isolate memories that generate stronger negative emotions.
1: Wow, go Pulaski. A lot of cool little. uh... Oh, there they go again, showing Riker's face. He's freaking out.
3: Ah! Help I me!
6: Count of
1: oh, remember this troop episode? Troop one of my favorite, all time favorite ones.
6: Battle. Do you remember this one? So I asked again, Riker, where are oh, your it's so funny. Where
2: are your loyalties? He goes as, like, a. Exchange student that ship. is an exchange to officer. Yes. On to and I a on exactly ship.
1: and this, this one was called a matter of it honor.
2: It's the one where you quoted one or, or both. both.
3: <laughs> do not believe him, he lies. Well
1: oh, that's interesting. I don't I remember, the subtitles. Don't do remember don't the subtitles. Do you remember the subtitles? We're watching on Netflix, and they had subtitles all of a sudden. Oh, I never probably remember that. Had subtitles, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is when. Uh, remember when Worf warned him before he got on the ship that if the commander couldn't lead, then they were supposed to kill him and take his place on the Klingon vessel.
0: Then I take it you challenge my authority over you. Correct.
1: So now Riker's going to teach a lesson to the second officer.
0: And your position on this, Captain? I would
3: say. It is your first command This is
1: supposed to be a negative emotion. And memory
3: for Riker.
2: Cause he has to hit this guy that's two feet taller than him. Yeah. That could be a little scary.
1: <laughs> and I have to say the Riker does a pretty good job beating this Klingon up.
2: Or his um I I think there's. Oh, the, here's the one. The stu- okay, this is my least favorite episode.
1: Here's another one. This is from the one that uh, she doesn't like called Conspiracy. And Admiral Quinn.
2: The same reason why I don't like Wrath of Khan, because it involves like bug like creatures, and I don't do
6: bugs. By a survey team on uncharted planet.
1: This is where uh, the Admiral, who is in, in probably the worst since I've seen, since Bonanza, had a stunt double do the fighting.
2: Actually, in the last scene, where Riker was fighting, I could tell that it was a it stunt him. double on my part because his hair is little lighter and he had longer sideburns. That's
1: yeah. yeah. the time
2: they do pretty well. This
1: old guy, probably in his 70s, starts whipping up. Yeah, you could tell it's not him. But it beats up Riker. Pretty cool looking. It, until you realize that's until not him.
2: you see the back and it's obviously not him. It's a guy with a yeah. uh, grayish blue wig.
1: He's really beating up Riker too. I like how they do these little jump in the air and kick the face <laughs> thing. I've never seen that in my life except from. Worldwide Federation Wrestling I had no idea that they trained Starfleet in wrestling techniques uh, Oh, and there we're back That was an extreme negative
8: we've reduced the Well, because he
2: just got thrown onto a glass table and it broke knees Unconscious we
8: isolated the specific areas to stimulate The feelings were primal
1: I guess this episode the was also emotions.
8: the one that had the the
1: least amount of characters in any Star Trek episode oh, ever. They only had nine emotion? characters in the entire episode. Unless you count the I can
8: refocus the, impulse the clips. Even mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's punch. I don't know if he can withstand it. It was interesting just Do hearing her,
2: um, Marina Sertes' um, accent yeah. there. When I watched if we the inter- or listened to the interview the that she did with Women Talk Sci-Fi, she told how she came up with that accent, and it was really fascinating. If you, because she's to- British,
1: isn't she? Yes,
2: yeah, she's. Um,
1: Got an English. She's accent.
2: from Greek ancestry, but she grew up in the UK and has a very like, I would say, like Cockney um, English ac- huh. um, accent, the like and. Um, still critical. I think I she she a said she used a, a a friend of hers was Yiddish and she combined that with another another thing and came, came up with, with this accent
1: the counselor yeah. Troy accent
2: yeah which her mom and no one else from Beta's Way has but uh. but it worked.
1: oh there it is There, remember that episode now who is that do you remember this guy
2: well he played in the Star Trek movie as David um, as Kirk's son as Kirk's son yeah but in this episode he's playing a drug addict that has the ability to throw electricity through his hands and he's grabbing a hold of Riker's chest causing his heart to like spasm yeah. and his eyes and Riker's really doing big. some great
1: acting there isn't he
2: he looks like a dead dog but... yeah.
1: the name of this episode that they're flashbacking to flashbacking is symbiosis the uh yeah. the moral of the story was don't do drugs they really mess you up and then we're back yeah. on that one episode the last outpost
2: oh Mr. Frangi again
1: and this you know that this particular episode was the first time we ever saw armin shimmerman who played quark well, on now, deep space nine
2: okay I'm being down on the Ferengi, uh-huh. but I liked Quark. I just didn't particularly like the very introduction to the well. The Ferengis Ferengi. that they
1: first came up with, they were um, they kind monkey-like. Like,
2: yeah, it was like like a goofy monkey with these whips that were like. Oh, and electric. we're okay.
1: We're we're back in the thing now where Riker. Now we're in the tar yeah. thing. Riker gets pulled into the the goop on the planet where Tasha dies. Oh my goodness.
3: Developed, Commander Riker. I'm you up. So now they think not Is only have they lost Tasha Yeah
2: I can see why he might not like this It would be weird
1: Yeah there's a whole thing on how They did that special effect and it wasn't very fun was for the actors. Was that really
2: his face that they just put up there or a mold I think, or something? I think
1: that was a mold of his face because... Uh, I mean, it really was him that went into the gunk and uh-huh. came out of it. But I don't think it was his actual face that came up out of the gunk because he would have been drowning. Yeah. So back on that skin of evil one. Now they're back in the sick bay again and now this uh, young Ensign doctor came in to help. We've never seen him before or after
2: and no lines so again he was a extra extra, so they didn't cost as much
1: probably got him off the food truck (laughs) Oh, remember this one this again is the same one that uh, minuet was on
2: so and the binary one
1: and they're going to um, auto destruct the enterprise so that it can't be taken over by aliens they um, tried to destroy the ship. Do you remember how many times in the in the in the series? I don't,
2: but I'm sure it was quite a few.
1: No, actually, it wasn't a whole lot on on the inter- on the next generation.
5: Okay. I don't know
1: the exact numbers. Oh, okay. I could find out.
5: No.
2: How many times now, oh, did they try which, to destroy which we the now? ship on StarQuest?
1: StarQuest. What's StarQuest?
2: Space out. Quest or whatever.
1: Space Quest. What's that?
2: The goofy spoof that you watched a while ago. And was Galaxy, Galaxy quest, quest.
1: Anyway, Heart of Glory is the one. And check this out. See that Klingon?
2: Yeah.
1: As you know we. who that is?
2: Come on, let's go. Oh.
1: That is Admiral Forrest from Enterprise.
6: Gotcha. Go to Transporter
1: hmm. Room 3. Remember Admiral, Admiral
0: Forrest?
1: Forrest?
0: Remember
3: him?
1: I He was a central figure on Enterprise. Hmm. And he played he was back on the next generation here. I mean, this is the first time we saw him. But uh, he plays several characters over the years It's kind in Star of hard Trek with the,
2: the Klingon makeup It covers up most of their faces so. Yeah,
1: but how cool that he got to come back And play a different mm-hmm. characters over the years
2: Well, they did that quite a few times On Enterprise and um, Heart- Voyager and, Yeah or, Well, on what I was thinking This was um, called Heart Day of Space Glory
1: yeah. yeah And then Um they rescue these Klingons that were um, Rebel Klingons, and they. I, my favorite part of this episode is when they built the phaser out of their boots and different parts of their uniform. Remember that?
2: Yeah. That was they, cool. Yeah. Their
1: disruptor. That was a cool, cool episode. That's when we also got to see the, roar. when the Klingons died, they would like look into their eyes and then look up at Sto- and announce Sto- that they were coming to Stovakor.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're back with uh, in the sickbay again, going back and forth with the clips. Oh, we're gonna do some more intense ones. Only a few more minutes left of the episode now, and they're gonna put a whole oh, bunch of clips uh-oh. together. Oh,
2: it's my least favorite episode. Do I have to. Oh. They did
1: a whole bunch of them right in a row.
2: They're not gonna have the guy. To
1: yeah, they blow are gonna have him explode, they, yep.
2: Uh, well, tell me so I can. Play they do my a whole eyes. bunch of
1: episodes in a row loud as a whisper, um, matter of honor. Unnatural Selection, Heart of Glory, Conspiracy, The Naked oh, Now, Skin okay. Of Evil. okay. They
2: just blew up the... The Meat Puppet.
1: The A lot of screaming going on. Deanna still has to look like somebody stuck her with something. And they played enough of really bad memories for Riker that... Lo and behold, Pulaski's idea, what did it do?
2: Probably cured him. I think I would take watching over cart watching cartoons over playing bad memories, but yeah. But evidently, that particular microorganism they used a didn't like cartoons. Yeah,
1: they used a, a total of seventeen episodes to flashback to in uh, if you count them all together. Seventeen episodes they used as flashbacks Six in this particular a show.
6: Yes, Doctor.
8: Of painful We've memories. Eradicated the Pain. I'm on my way.
1: They've eradicated the infection, and they're so excited. Another stock
2: picture of the Enterprise floating by some mystery planet.
1: That wasn't a mystery planet. It was the swamp planet. Oh, and Riker's waking up.
2: He's got some bad hair going on back
1: there. He does. Well, if you've been on a gurney for days. The
8: front still has hair nicely. Still here. I could ask you the same question. How do you feel?
0: Beat. You wouldn't the dreams I was having. <laughs> Actually...
8: Oh, yes, we would.
0: We would. You'll
8: be pleased to hear that we've terminated the infection.
0: Great work, Doctor. Now, if I could get out of here, I'd like to get back to
8: work. Lie still. I still have a few dozen tests to run.
0: Why, I feel
6: fine. Picard there
8: may be data some residual up. memory loss. I just want to be certain that you still know who you are.
0: Of course I know who I am. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. I'm delighted that you're feeling better, Captain. <laughs> the Admiral and I were worried about you.
1: I like how they use the little comedy at the end. I do
0: not believe you have the authority to promote me to the rank of Admiral.
5: A <laughs> little
2: comic relief there. I and actually there you go. laughed out loud. everyone really yeah. heard me laughing at Star
1: Trek. And there it is, the episode. It originally aired... On the 17th of July, 1989. And there you go. That is Shades of Grey, probably the all-time stupidest episode of the next generation ever.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it was still good for sci-fi. It wasn't a B sci-fi. But it just wasn't up to the the original standards that we ha- came to expect from next generation.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and I you know, I know Stargate has done in a, a few clip episodes. We've seen it in other series you science fiction series. You know, I think it's series. usually
2: a budget issue. They went over budget on some of the fancier ones. Well, it was the
1: writer strike, too. Yeah. They didn't have anybody to write the whole you know i mean when you cut we don't have
2: anyone to write this so let's just plug in some old clips and call it good yeah
1: well when i mean when you when you cut you know how many days four days off the shooting schedule that's a big deal Mm -hmm. and so you don't get the quality that you got before but uh, there you go that was uh shades of gray the tng episode um and that was our commentary on it thanks amy for joining me it was a lot of fun
2: yeah sure Sephra got to see the meat puppet blow up again the
1: meat puppet yeah. now we're going to play some comments from people that have sent in some comments about this particular episode and uh, um, you you actually won't be around to be able to talk about them because you have to go and go to work so she's going to head off to work mm-hmm. I'm going to play the comments and talk about them and then we'll close up the episode of, of Trexan Sci-Fi number 350 and again we want to say thank you to Rico you want to say anything to Rico?
2: Um live long and prosper, Rico. Thank you for having this podcast on and getting us our start in podcasting. We've been podcasting on our show two and, for and a half years Two and a half years. That's a yeah. lot of episodes. How many episodes have we done so far? Well, what did we just
1: do? 139 I 139. think was is the episode this weekend?
2: I know we're not as far along as you are. You've done hundreds and mm-hmm. I guess we've done. Hundreds. <laughs> but, not, but you've done hundreds
5: more. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you can, yeah.
1: Find, you can find us over at takehimwithyou.com if you want to get a hold of us or talk to us or anything like that. So thanks, Amy. And uh, we'll, we'll now play some of the comments from folks and hear what you had to say about Shades of Grey on Trucks and Sci-Fi.
7: Greetings, uh, Rick Moyer. This is Golden113 at uh, trekkingsci ficom Everybody call me Ray. you should too. Um, I want to give you a comment of Shade of Grey, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Season 2. Uh, pretty good episode. It wasn't so bad. Um, all in all, Rikki got bitten by the bug. All of a sudden he went down to a coma. And uh, he was dreaming about the all the episodes or all the events that he had been. Good and bad. But, you know, at the end, had to be everything and bad. Uh, everything real bad, a bit uh, like nightmare, so he can get out so the bug can be cured. At the end, you know what happened. I gave it a three. Uh, this episode wasn't so bad. It was really good. Well, I'm not enough about that. Um, podcast take taken with you. Loved it. I keep trying to listen to it. I always try to take it with me on the bus or at work. Um... That's about it. This is Gun113, signing off.
1: Thank you so much, Ray, for your comments. Really appreciate the fact that you would send them in. I know Rico really enjoys getting comments as uh, well as Amy and I do on our program, too. And thanks for listening to our podcast, too. That's really cool of you. Uh, We sure appreciate it when uh, people give us a listen and they're surprised on what they hear, and it's always good. So... Very, very cool. Ray, you are awesome. So keep sending comments in. Always love to hear from people, especially about Star Trek. It's cool. Um, One of the things that I loved about your enthusiasm, Ray, was that you liked the episode. Even though it probably wasn't the best episode ever, it's Star Trek. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that. I watch it. I still watch it. I'd watch the show if it was on the Shades of Grey. If it was on TV, I'd just watch it just because i like star trek i love star trek it's fun i like to watch it even if it's cheesy there's like the whole first season was pretty cheesy and i like every episode i mean there's a few that are pretty questionable like you know code of honor and others that uh, just aren't the greatest in the world but um i like it in fact i'm going to do a parody song coming up in a moment from the rolling stones they've got that song it's only rock and roll but i like it well this one it's it's an awful episode but i like it is the name of the parody so I think everybody will get a kick out of that. Let's take a listen to one more comment.
4: Hey, Rick and Amy, Joe from Canada here. Just wanted to, uh, to say a few words about the TNG episode, Shades of Grey. So uh, my wife, Fran, and I have recently started rewatching Next Generation from the beginning. And I guess last week-ish, we actually coincidentally got to the end of Season 2. Um, I was not really looking forward to to this episode. I remembered it being kind of silly and dull, and, you know, it's a clip show. How entertaining can a clip show, based on a television show with two seasons at this point, out of what will be seven, be? I mean, how interesting could that be? Uh, but, you know, in rewatching it, honestly, for what it was, it wasn't really that bad. Uh, I didn't remember all the kind of stuff around the Rikers lying in sickbay with needles in his head, stuff uh you know right at the beginning when they're on the planet i thought they did pretty good on that planet hell set kind of making it different and i like how they did everything with the uh with the plant kind of whacking him and whatever and then um you know Jordy and data going down later to investigate and all that so you know i thought for that part was was fairly interesting and then you know the sick sickbay scenes yes they got a little bit Draggy, But one thing that I thought they did do fairly well was to illustrate, you know, Troy and uh, her concern and her relationship, or her former relationship with Riker. Uh, And I think that's something that kind of later on, as the series progressed, they kind of shied away from or, you know, tried to take it in another direction. So, you know, I thought it was a good thing for that. Unfortunately, this was the last... the last episode for Dr. Pulaski, and a little bit of trivia, this is the only episode in Season 2 where Dr. Crusher shows up in the clips, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, overall, not the best episode, I'll, I'll say that for sure, but, uh, you know, there are worse ones, like Conspiracy, which I don't really care for. So, yeah, uh, that's it. I hope you guys are having a good time doing Treks and sci-fi, and uh, I will talk to you guys later.
1: Okay, have you been talking to my wife? What's up with that? Thanks, Billy Bob. Mr. Joe, it's always great to hear from you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked the conspiracy show. I thought that was awesome. Rebel in the New Body. Yeah, I thought that was great, but, uh, you know, I'm outvoted a lot on that particular episode. But, uh, yeah, Sh- Shades of Grey, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. Like, uh, well, you heard my commentary and what Amy and I thought about it, but, uh, yeah, they, I guess they could have done a lot worse. And, and uh, I mean, it was watchable. It's just uh, kind of premature, I think, for a show that's only gone for two years, what you pointed out. So, thanks for your comments, Joe. Anytime you want to send them in, I know Rico really enjoys hearing from you. By the way, love your participation on the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum. And everybody, you can uh, join up with that. It's a lot of fun at treksinsci ficom slash forum. Um, sign up register and be part of the great community there it's a lot of fun and speaking of that great community we have another cool comment this time from king link senior or something like that i never know how to say his name but he's on the forum as well our buddy tim from oregon take it away tim what are your thoughts on shades of gray the next generation star trek episode
0: Hey Rick and Amy and Trek's and Sci-Fi listeners, it's King Isaac Linkzer with my audio comment on Shades of
7: Grey.
0: Of Somewhere above well, Shades of Grey is an interesting episode because it's a clip show. I think it's the only way I haven't gotten around to two series of Star Trek. But um just the fact that they made a clip show is just so odd. I mean it was the second season of the of the series and um you know, not a lot, especially when they focus on Riker, at least not as much as I thought they did. I did watch him last night and it was um very interesting just to see that uh what they had managed to do with the episode. And It's not bad, it's just a clip show, and centered around a pretty interesting plot of Riker nearly dying, but obviously not going to, because he's Riker. So, it's not a bad episode, there's some good character moments in it, and... I mean, I watched it, and I still enjoyed it. There is nothing particularly wrong, it's just... Clip episode and, and kind of drags down the episode with it. So. Anyway, that's really all I have to say on it. Um, Shades of Grey is a decent TNG episode. It's not their greatest, but it's not their worst either. <laughs> we have a bigger selection for worst episodes. So anyway, I hope you guys are great, and I will talk to you again later.
1: What music are you playing there, Tim? That's kind of jamming. That was kind of cool. So thanks for your comments, Tim. Um, yeah, you know, again, I know it, was, it wasn't it was the greatest episode, but I like it. I mean, I, 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 I'm a sucker for anything Star Trek, and it has to be really, really, really bad for me not to watch it. So, And I really can't think of any episode of Star Trek that I wouldn't watch again and again and again.
6: Hi, Rick and Amy. This is Mark Daniels from Up the Road a piece and here are my comments for the TNG episode, Shades of Grey. Uh, I haven't watched it in a couple years, so I watched it before recording this, and it wasn't that bad as I remembered. I, You know, I thought it was pretty bad the last time i seen it, but watching it today, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I like the premise of these vines giving them this infection and then everything, and the clip show, that's the thing I thought I hated the most was the clip shows. And I really didn't hate the clip shows. I just hated the, the clips where Riker was Kirk trying to hit on the chicks. I didn't dig that too much. But I did enjoy the clips when he was with the Klingons and Heart of Glory. And the other one where he was the uh, exchange student on the Klingon ship. I enjoyed those clips. Um, it really wasn't bad. I mean, it's, it's certainly no Spock's brain. But uh it was pretty good. And I know the reason they did it because of the the writer strike and they didn't have any money, so they had to put this clip to show together. That's fine. It's all good. But the thing I I do miss about it is this is the last appearance of Dr. Pulaski. I like Dr. Pulaski. I know I might be in the minority, but I kinda like her better than Doctor Crusher. But anyway, that's my that's how I feel about it. But Thanks, Rick, for doing this episode. You and Amy have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye.
1: Mark, you're so cool. Now let me tell you why you're so cool, because you like Dr. Pulaski. I do too. I don't understand why everybody has this hatred towards the woman. I I thought she was an awesome character. She reminded me so much of the Bones character, you know, of of McCoy. ...in the original series, and I don't know why people got all freaked out. I mean, okay, granted, she wasn't like eye candy or anything, but she was really cool and had a cool personality. And I loved her relationship with Worf and her and Picard kind of being at odds with each other. It added a great dimension uh, to the show, so I agree with you. And okay, I have to admit it wasn't that bad it's it just you know i mean it's just like sitting down and watching a bunch of trek episodes smashed together and i guess that's okay but thank you mark so much for your your comments uh mark i have had such a great time getting to know you i got to meet you at the sci-fi museum in seattle and we talked back and forth and it's a lot of fun thanks for being part of the treks and sci-fi community especially on the forums and again i'll just say that some of the times when you hear comments from people most of those folks are on the forum every day, or at least every week. And it's a lot of fun to get to know really cool people that have the same love for Star Trek and science fiction and stuff like that. So uh, you should join up on the forums. It's dot com slash forum. Well, okay, the time has come, the comments are done, and it's time for me to play the parody that I wrote to the Rolling Stones. So, without any further ado, let's... Uh... <laughs> Let's jump into the parody song for this week. I know it's an awful episode, but I like it, like it. Yes, I do. I'll be back to wrap up after the song. Enjoy.
3: If I could watch any show on the telly, and it'd be all warm inside. It would satisfy you Never slide by fire Cause in Picard I would confide I would confide If nothing is on ya yeah, But the craving's strong yeah. Even if it's a clunker you see I'd watch it just the same Just track, it's just not lame I'd boldly go cause that's just me That's just me I said I know It's an awful episode, but I like it I said, I know It's an awful episode, but I like it Star Trek, yes I do Oh well, I like it It's Star Trek Yeah, I like it I said, can't you see This boy's in love with Starfleet If I had to give up some of the collection, you could take a lot from me. Have my BSD, take Firefly from me, but the Enterprise it stays with me, don't take my trek from me. Even if the plot is pointless and dumb, or the continuity has changed. Something so alluring Cause Trek is quite assuring I'm a fanboy, am I deranged? Am I deranged? I said, I know It's an awful episode But I like it I said, I know It's an awful episode But I like it, Star Trek Yes I do, oh well I like it it's Star Trek. Yeah, I like it. I said, can't you see this boy's in love with Starfleet? And do you think it's the only franchise in town? And even if it sucks for me, I'll keep it around. Oh yeah. I said, I know it's a awful episode, but I like it. It's an awful episode, but I like it. Star Trek. I said, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Yeah. I said, I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Star Trek. Yes, I do.
6: Well, I like
3: it. Yeah. Star Trek. I like it. Never misses I watch reruns I got DVDs I even like Spock's brain It's Star Trek Star Trek And I like it Yeah Captain. Yeah, I like him. Rock monsters and all. I like him. Cheesy special effects. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Star Trek. Yes, I do.
1: There you go. I know it's an awful episode, but I like it. Right here on Treks in Sci-Fi. Well, that was a lot of fun, everybody. Thanks again, Rico, for letting Amy and I sit in the driver's seat for one episode there. We just had a great time talking about Shades of Grey. Really appreciate all the great listener comments and all the fun things that uh, your show has on it. Uh, Rico, you're the best. Really appreciate your podcast. So thanks for letting me do that. Now, everybody, next week is a very special episode of Treks in Sci-Fi because...
3: Godzilla King of the Monsters Alive Surging up from the depths of the sea On a tidal wave of terror To wreak vengeance on mankind Godzilla King of the Monsters It's alive A gigantic beast Stalking the earth Crushing all before it In a cyclonic cavalcade of electrifying horror Raging through the streets On a rampage of total destruction Godzilla King of the Monsters Incredible titan of terror. Wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame. Jet flame cannot destroy it. Bombs cannot kill it. All modern weapons fail. Is this the end of our civilization? Can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this creature? Or the answer, see Godzilla, king of the monsters.
1: Okay, that's what's going on. It's true. Rico's covering Godzilla from 1956, and it should be very, very good. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and even... Okay, I admit it. Now, even though I'm older, I still watch Godzilla once in a while when it's on the TV, and it's always fun to watch because it's just cool to see the rubber suit and people, you know, destroying all sorts of, well, Godzilla destroying all sorts of cool electrical towers and buildings and people running for their lives and, of course, the the voice that he makes, you know. I think that's one of my favorite video games too. Is playing Godzilla on the Xbox, and uh, I used to, I used to be really good at it until my kids totally beat me to death, and I don't play it anymore. Yep, Godzilla next week on Trex and Sci-Fi. Thanks everybody.
3: You've been listening to Trex. For more information, visit treksinsci ficom Write to Rico today at TrekSF at gmail.com. That's TrekSF at gmail.com. Set the course for Earth. Maximum warp. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. I'm Captain Kirk. Trek still Sci-fi. At ease before you spray something.
7: Your weekly dose of geeky goodness and energy with news.
4: This mission would have failed without your help.
8: I won't be speaking. The only podcast
0: where no one has podcasted before. Captain Ardassian is yet. And we're not done with the Cardassians yet. And with the strategic importance of that world.
3: Thanks for joining us for Treks in Scythe.
5: Treks
3: in Cyber.